And as the guy says, you want to hear about what's going on around the conference. And as we can, we bring it back to the Bulls. And certainly the future of the American Athletic Conference brings it back to USF, as if you missed it. And this is not stunning news, but more details starting to emerge from what's going to happen as far as the departing schools. And it will not be the next sports year, if you will, but the following that we'll have a brand new American Athletic Conference, according to many national reports, including Brett McMurphy, trusted reporter and friend from the Action Network. Cincinnati, along with Houston and UCF, are negotiating a settlement, reportedly, in the 17 to $20 million range, which would allow them to leave a year early. The initial bylaws of the conference would not allow them to leave until basically the 2024 area with a $10 million exit fee. But to speed it along, well... Add the settlement money. And the completion of this deal reportedly would allow the six Conference USA schools to join the American on July 1st, specifically of 2023. And the Conference USA is the one that's going to be looking completely different, not just those six that are coming to the American, but Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss are joining the Sun Belt this next season, as is James Madison out of the FCS. So the Conference USA was on the verge of extinction, but they're going to add actually some pretty good higher-level FCS teams that have become FBS programs like Liberty and Jacksonville State, along with Sam Houston State and New Mexico State. There was a report, according to Action Network, that they were looking at Tarleton State out of Texas and Eastern Kentucky. But that's Conference USA as far as the American goes. Just looking at the sports that are in progress right now for some good examples, actually, Baseball, which could use an RPI bump, frankly, East Carolina and Tulane right around the 50 mark, and half of the eight league members are in the top 100, meaning the other half are not. And you look at the Conference USA, and a few of the teams that are coming in are actually UTSA is the highest-ranked team of them. UAB and Charlotte would right now slot in as the third and fourth highest-ranked teams in the American the softball side, whereas you've got three highly-ranked teams in the conference, and you're losing one of them, UCF. Charlotte ranked 35th, North Texas 55, UAB 75, and FAU just outside the top 100 at 101. Better than that, though, you're actually going to have a real-looking conference as far as number again goes, with softball only containing seven teams. It is a little unusual. You'll be back up to 10, and for baseball, tack on one more to get to 11. All stuff that we've been talking about in just a couple of years. Let's talk about the current lot when it comes to tennis. As the field was announced on Wednesday, we know that the USF men are in Gainesville, but they're not alone as far as league representation. On the men's side, four teams make the field, and Tulsa and USF were the last two in, but as we know very strong, the top two teams in the league, SMU and Memphis, also make the field. As the highest-ranked team in the conference, SMU gets the best draw, as it were. They will match up with LSU in the first round. They will play if they win. Presumably, the 12th seed, Texas, right there in Austin. We'll preview the matchups more for you on the Friday program. The other three teams that make it, including the Bulls, of course, will have to get through top five teams in order to make the Sweet 16. Tulsa, just glad to be in the field as the last team in, heads to Waco. They'll get Texas A&M first, and if they win, presumably third-ranked Baylor. Meanwhile, it is Memphis, again, staying as close to home as possible. We told you about the geography situation. We'll be in Knoxville playing Duke. That's the team that the Bulls knocked out in the first round last year. And if Memphis wins, yep, they get the Tennessee Volunteers, unless Tennessee Tech pulls off a big upset. The format 
If you're curious, it's just like the regionals in baseball and softball and other sports, whereas you will have a super regional and then the final eight all meet up in Illinois, where after the team championship is decided, you will have a individual crowned and Tulsa's Cody Pearson, their top player, made it to the individual field. Again, that'll take place all in Illinois in a few weeks. Not only did the USF women's team, looking back on an even more stunning upset of UCF, give them a major uplift, even though they would lose to Memphis in the semifinals to end their season, it also gave the conference two teams, because if UCF had won the conference, it is looking like no other team would have gotten in. Memphis, as it is, won the title, would not have been good enough with the 51st computer ranking, And then SMU and Tulsa were just underneath the cut line. Actually, one team ahead of them was Wisconsin. Maybe a second team would have slid in, but it would have been kind of like on the men's side as the last team. SMU and Tulsa were just on the wrong side, both ranked in the mid-40s. Looking at some teams that, again, had to win their conference tournament. Remember when the Bulls beat Stetson? It was Stetson's first loss of the year. Stetson ended up 22-2, but again, not in the top 60, so they had to win their conference tournament, and they did. UCF women are headed to Coral Gables. They'll play at 10 a.m. Friday against Alabama and would likely get Miami, although the Hurricanes are playing that Stetson team. And as the conference champion, Memphis, of course, automatically gets in and goes to Auburn. We'll play Georgia Tech first. Auburn plays Jackson State. It was a busy Tuesday night, as it always is in midweek baseball. We said last week didn't go so well. Last night was much better. In fact, two dramatic wins. Tulane takes the Pelican Cup. That's two out of three from its nemesis, the New Orleans Privateers. Now, I had to do a double take on this. I'll have to find out if they sort of made the Pelican Cup dormant or something. But this is the first time Tulane has won the Pelican Cup since 1991. I mean, I know UNO is a respectable baseball program, but either way, if you were listening when the Bulls played Tulane, I said, even though we only had one homer at the time, you can just tell this Jackson Lynn guy is going to be a home run hitter. He slugged a three-run shot in the first inning. However, New Orleans answered back with three in the top of the second, and this was a game the rest of the way. Tulane took the lead with one in the fifth, and they stretched it out with two in the bottom of the seventh. That turned out to be important because the privateers got one back, in the ninth, Tulane holds on for the dramatic 6-5 to victory. It was Lynn's fifth homer of the year in that one. Tulane had a couple of relievers in the middle combined to go five hitless innings. That's what you want from your midweek. Memphis gets a wild one against Tennessee Martin by the score of 11-10 to in 12 innings. Game took four and a half hours. Memphis scored five in the bottom of the eighth to take a three-run lead. Jacob Compton gave them their insurance with a two-run double. And, well, Martin tied it with a two-run homer in the top of the ninth, only for Compton to win it on a bases-loaded hit-by-pitch. He had two hits but five RBI in the game. And we'll talk more about UCF on Friday's show, as that's being the next Bulls opponent. But they got a nice win against UNF on the road. 9-6 to six, Cincinnati and Wright State canceled due to inclement weather last night. And the only other matchup was Wichita State pitching well but falling at K-State. Three to one. So on Friday's show, we'll preview baseball and softball weekends. We'll also tell you who got in as far as men's golf. You know that Alvin Bergstrom was named on Tuesday the Conference Player of the Year. Freshman of the Year goes to Houston's Jacob Barrow. Let's just say the men's golf programs are dominated by upperclassmen because he was 28th at the conference tournament. He was the freshman of the year. And the team that won the conference tournament has the coach of the year, SMU's Chris Para. 
couple of members of UCF's team were unanimous all-conference selections, Teddy Tetak and Johnny Travail. They hope to get in as individuals. And again, we'll let you know how that all sorts out. On Friday's show, we said Georgina Cork was the national pitcher of the week, while Addison Barnard of Wichita State was the national hitter with four home runs, eight RBI, while hitting 600. Lacrosse semifinals are tomorrow. Conference tournament being held in Greenville. Much like last year, Florida, Temple, and Vanderbilt are all looking good for the tournament. All the Vanderbilt is definitely a bubble team. So that semifinal tomorrow night is pretty important. Vanderbilt probably needs a win against Temple. The Gators playing the host and fourth-seeded East Carolina. That'll wrap up Around the American. Thanks for checking it out on a Wednesday. I'm Derek Sharp.